2: Here's Pastor Scott.
1: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott show. Good to see you and I can see you or you can see me anyway at kkla.com right now. You can always watch the Pastor Scott show. We're on every day on this station and uh your favorite radio app wherever you are from 3 to 5 each and every day. We take the issues of the day and look at them from a Christian perspective. I, you know, as we watch the news, and uh, I've mentioned this before, that I think 2024 is going to be insane. I think it's really going to the insanity. I mean, it's been insane for a while, right? But, you know, 2020 was bad, but then 2021 was crazy. 2022 was more crazy. I think 2023 has been a little more tame than the last couple of years, but I think it's the calm before the storm of uh, 2024. And I, I hope not but when you take a look at what's happening with the Donald Trump trials and uh, that are coming up maybe i mean i think if it were a normal circumstance most of those cases probably don't come up till later in the year or maybe for years but uh they're coming and uh there is increasing conversation about a Biden impeachment which, uh, you know, there's a there's this thing that came out that says he's got all these aliases that uh, he's been using in emails, 5,400 emails where he's using an alias back when he was vice president. Now, the thing is with that is that lots of people use an alias. It's not unusual at all. It's going to depend on what the context is of those aliases. Is the alias when he's doing business with Hunter Biden and all of that stuff? If so, uh, he's in grave trouble if it's just, you know, honey, what's for dinner? I'll be home at five, and he's trying to keep his uh, identity, you know, safe from uh, just having a personal email address. Well, then it doesn't mean anything, right? Um, you know, it's something I think that we need to uh, to keep in prayer, and as Christians, and just be aware that the, the chaos that I think is coming, uh, the legal chaos and stuff, we'll make it through. I mean, that's, I think, the first thing is, one way or another, we make it through this situation, okay? Trump's trials, uh, January fifteenth, twenty twenty-four, is the Iowa caucuses, and uh, what, what I'm getting at is we have these dates coming where his trials seem to be, and I don't think coincidentally, right around the the election that's coming up. What's the? I guess that the uh, next next week, the one in Atlanta where there's nineteen defendants in the RICO card, they're all getting rained on the same day on the 6th that's the plan all 19 it's gonna be all day arraignments one after the other bam 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 i think they ought to have a group photo at the end that's what i think they they were successful i would say that on the the whole trump mugshot thing uh trump raised what 14 million dollars overnight on his own mugshot uh that's a pretty good deal You know, as far as those things go for for Donald Trump Um, and, you know, President Biden tried to uh, make some money off of that, too. Uh, He actually sent out a uh, fundraising letter at the very moment last Friday when Donald Trump was on his way to the prison to get. Uh, His mugshot taken as Trump's motorcade was pulling into the Fulton County Jail. President Biden sent out a fundraising pitch saying, apropos of nothing, I think today's a great day to give to my campaign. That's not particularly subtle. But are Trump's legal problems going to be part of your campaign against him?
0: No, Uh, those emails go out. uh, You know, you get five and six of them a day. So I wouldn't read much into that
1: even though it was the day of the Fulton County Jail. okay. that's Martha Raddatz on ABC's this week. And, uh, you know, she's not one probably to uh, uh, to take that position. But I think she doesn't really believe it's true that those things go out all day and they get they're done automated. Right. Somebody set that up and maybe it's a coincidence. But it is kind of funny that the Biden email that came out during that said apropos of nothing. Oh, really? We're watching the whole world is watching this on TV right now. Send me some money. Uh, I'm sure he probably made some money on there, but I'm not really sure. But we're going to have the strangest campaign that we've ever had. And um, I don't know. And, and a big part of it, too, is going to have to do uh, with age. Both President Biden and uh, President Trump are are up there. But President Biden is getting a lot of grief about uh, his age, even from Democrats.
3: All right, let's talk about some new polling that we're just getting in about President Biden, showing his age is a significant concern for voters ahead of the 2024 election, including among Democrats, by the way. A new AP/NORC poll finds... Three quarters, more than three quarters of Americans think Biden, who is 80, is too old to serve another term. Seventy seven percent of them. Donald Trump is just three years younger than Biden. But only 51 percent of Americans say he is too old to be effective in a second term. Broken down by party. 89% of Republicans say Biden is too old. 69% of Democrats say he's too old. And 74% of independents say the same. In contrast, only 28% of Republicans say Trump is too old versus 71% of Democrats and about half of all independents.
1: Now, there's a lot of interesting things about that poll. Now, I'm coming from a place, and I like to say it because I'm getting it out there, that for forever I've said Biden's not running again that he will not be on the ballot. When I watched that Republican debate last week, I thought to myself, they're not running against Biden, though they're running against somebody else. And you got to think of it that way, I would think. But uh, here's something I found interesting in that poll when it has to do with age. So, and this was among, uh, so Democrats, independents and Republicans, Democrats, 69% of Democrats think that Joe Biden is too old uh, to serve another four years. And you got to think about that. He'll be, he would, he's going to say that he is going to survive to be 86 still be competent to be president he'll still be president uh in january of 2029 do we really think so uh i don't think so uh independent 74 percent. so two you know three quarters of independent voters think he's too old 89 percent of republicans you got to believe that some of that is is political of course now here's the here's the thing that i thought was an interesting discrepancy donald trump is three years younger than joe biden yeah, If Donald Trump does get reelected, he will be the same age, roughly, that Biden was whenever Biden took the oath of office the first time. OK, 69 percent of Democrats think that Joe Biden is too old. But 71 percent of Democrats think Donald Trump is too old, even though he's younger. That's you know, there's always a political uh, thing there. Oh, yeah. Joe Biden, he's not too old. But Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, he's too old. Uh, Republicans is 89 percent think Joe Biden is too old, but only 28 percent think that Donald Trump's too old, even though Trump's only three years younger. You know, I would I would think Trump Trump seems younger than Biden. That's for sure. I think most people would agree that uh, like Trump or not, he seems younger. But at his age, he's 77. You know, he could be, you know, energetic and doing well today and not so good tomorrow. I think that it's an it. It's leading us to a place where we're going to have conversations about things that aren't issues, right? We're going to be talking about age. Are they too old or not? Or what happens if uh, Republicans nominate somebody else? They nominate uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, who's 38. Um, what happens? There's so many things, but in a way, they don't matter. And that is, uh, I mean, it matters. There's certainly the age thing matters. I don't mean to say that. But with respect to how are we going to deal with the uh, issues of our day, we get caught up in conversations about stuff that doesn't really matter. 888-528-2557 is the number. This is the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. Oscar in San Gabriel, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
4: Hey, Pastor, love your show, number one show. Thank you, Oscar. Yeah, Pastor, I'm so worried about all this. I mean, I believe in the Creator, of course, right? I mean, he takes my words and everything, but what are we going to do with these Democrats? Look what they're doing. Uh, kids now, if the parents say anything, they're going to take the kids away. And, uh, look what they're doing to Trump. I mean, they sold the presidency to Trump. And look all the humiliation they're doing to the Republicans. I mean, this is so a shame. Sometimes we criticize Cuba or Nicaragua or uh, other countries and we say the hard they have. But look what this son of the devil Biden's doing and the other, that woman, look. <clears throat> Look well, all that they're doing. Look, look at their report. You look know, I think a big... so ashamed. Uh, I mean, yeah. volume pictures and uh, like 20. Wow, this is incredible. Nobody's doing nothing. We're doing fat zero.
1: You know, it's an interesting we thing.
4: Our, we need to send a text to our creator that he needs to come fast and fix this situation with these devils, uh, the Democrats, and its followers still, because all these people agree on that garbage too.
1: You know what? I think that there's a lot of... Uh, thank you for calling Oscar a lot of frustration about just where we're at i mean if you assume that uh let's say that uh donald trump or even joe biden is innocent of the things that they're being accused of uh we're in a heap of trouble right one of the things i like to to try to point out is that it's troubling to me that we're making these moves with things not real clear with the biden stuff that's coming out you still have to see it right the impeachment that's coming out and uh Uh, Speaker of the House McCarthy is making the case for impeachment. And a lot of things are political, for sure. What I was going to point out about the uh, the Donald Trump trials is that it's hard to believe that these trials are not being scheduled right around the primary calendar, you know, that the one of them is going to start the day before Super Tuesday. Another one is starting the day before another one. And there's so many things. Now, eventually, those things may not start at any time. They might be pushed off. There's so many reasons that these things could be delayed for a long time. And the Republicans, as they go after Joe Biden, you know, you've got to have – I don't think you – I'm not in favor of just impeaching people for impeaching them, especially if you think the Senate's not going to convict. You know, then what? what's the point of the exercise? You should – you should, there are other things you can do to sort of shame the president. If you are in the Congress, you know, you can censor them. There are things to make your case, but um, let's say that the accusations of uh, President Biden has taken bribes from Ukraine or other countries for the benefit of his family. Let's say that turns out to be true or that the evidence is significant about that significant enough to make the play, make the case that's going to hit in the spring this year or next summer. And there's probably some politics to that because maybe they could do it now. That's that's one of the things of the – like the Georgia-Trump thing. That could have been done. Even the New York one, that could have been done two years ago. Uh, why wait? And uh, since these are our, our top leaders, don't you think we could do better somehow? How do we emerge from this uh, better? The concern that we're going to become like other countries where you, you go after your leaders um, – With legal accusations and you leverage the Justice Department, you know, the long term concern is, well, do the Republicans do this to the next Democratic president? You know, do they do this when the Republicans take over? Do they use the Department of Justice to prosecute, um, you know, uh, Gavin Newsom because they think he'll be the candidate? I take offense at our policies and strategies. Well, lots of people do, but that doesn't make them illegal. They just might be uh, incompetent or wrong, you know, wrong thinking how are we going to make that wrong and there's a lot of things that are upside down in the way we look at things i think we are afraid to just call things as they are in case in point uh lots of things are being said about you know the conversation about girls and uh whether or not trans women can be in the women's sports. To me, this is not complicated, but we've made it very complicated, and this goes right up to the White House. This is uh, an exchange with Karine Jean-Pierre on this subject.
5: Karine, um, question on the big election topic, transgender rights. Former Governor Nikki Haley and presidential candidate says, quote, the idea that we have biological boys playing in girls' sports, it is the women's issue of our time. Does the president agree that this is a women's rights issue?
6: So we've talked about this many times. This is the Title IX specifically. Uh, Look, um, and again, we've talked about this multiple times. It's a complicated issue.
1: It's not a complicated issue.
6: And there are a wide range of views on this.
1: There's not a whole lot of different views on this. Uh,
6: the Department of Education proposed a rule, as you know, uh, that gives schools the flexibility to establish their own uh, athletics uh, policies, and so while establishing uh, guardrails, right, to, to prevent discrimination against transgender kids, and that is something that is in- incredibly important uh, uh, that the President wants to make sure that we also uh, do that as well. So I'm just not going to get ahead of that. As I said, there's a proposed rule, uh, uh, for and uh, Title IX uh, on Title IX uh, that the Department of Education has laid out, so I'm just not going to get ahead of that as it relates to the Department of Education.
1: It's a complete non-answer. And the thing is, is I think that we're getting the non-answer from a lot of people on a lot of things. And this reporter kept after on this question.
3: Does he care
5: that girls are allowed to compete in sports without I just, fear I, of injury? Just, does he think- Does
1: he care that girls are girls allowed to compete in these sports without fear or injury? That's what she's asking. She's asking... You know, the common sense attitude is there's a reason for Title IX. The only reason for Title IX is because boys have a different biology than girls. That's the reason there's girls' sports. That's the reason. Does
5: he care that girls are allowed to compete in sports without I just, fear I, of injury? Just, Does he think it's fair for girls to have to compete against biological males? I just
6: answered the question. It is a complicated issue.
1: It is- I don't think it is. I think this is part of our problem, is we complicate it because a few people who are very loud and very influential and you've got these on lots of different issues but now we're taking something and we're making girls the victim women the victim you know something that a few minutes ago if a dude was in the girls locker room um he would probably get arrested and now it's the girls who are in trouble
6: it's truly a complicated issue with a wide range of views a wide range of views there is no yes or no answer to this
1: yes there is the answer is no
6: is complicated. There's a rule that the Department of Education has put forward, uh, and we're going to let that that process move forward. Uh, and uh, it is uh, again, uh, we want to make sure that uh, while we establish guardrails with this rule, uh, that we also prevent discrimination as well against transgender kids. But again, a complicated issue with a. While.
1: You have to take care of every kid, but you don't have to to in you know on to wreck the the entire experience for other kids because some kid wants to do it differently. You can't. You can't do it on anything. But see, the, the pressure here, the pressure here is that there is so much money in this agenda. There is so much pressure. I mean, think about the things that, you know, when you watch the Republicans, it's funny to watch them sort of dance around whether to say one thing or not about Donald Trump and whatever you think is true there. There is a lot of concern about maybe it's because you want to be still in the running for vice president. You know, certainly some people are thinking about that or a cabinet position or other things. Other people just want to say bad stuff about him because they think that's going to get them credit. But we should be having conversations about some of the bigger issues facing our country. And we can't, I think, because it's driven a lot by money. And it's driven a lot by fear—fear fear of a base, or fear of a certain group of people who are are louder—and certainly that's happening. On the the left, you have this far left with this agenda that's not really even about trans people it's about critical queer theory and uprooting the family and you know a whole nother conversation happened happened with Karine jean pierre on a different issue the issue of the taliban in afghanistan who are banning girls from education and have banned now girls from going over to dubai to get an education so now if you're a woman in afghanistan Uh, not only are you not going to get educated there, but you're not allowed to leave the country to go somewhere else to get educated. And this was the response. And listen to how odd this response is.
5: Um, But seriously, what is the message that the administration has for the millions of girls in Afghanistan who can't go to school because the Taliban won't let them?
6: So, look, um, the president has always been very clear about the importance of girls. Not
1: the importance of girls, except when it comes to girls sports.
6: Just here in America, but globally, um, being able to, to, to live freely and be able to go to school and get the education. Um,
1: That's a long pause for what to me is a simple answer that I think, and by the way, I think any president, I think if this were Barack Obama, he would have had a much better quick answer. His people would have said. Yeah, the Taliban need to be educating women and we are completely against this policy. It's a simple thing to say. Even even Bernie Sanders, you know, I mean, just about anybody. But why is this pre- president unable, or this administration, unable to give an answer about what's right for women, even these girls in Afghanistan?
6: And get the education. Um, uh, and so...
1: Long pause. And we
6: have been very clear in um, laying out uh, our concerns, uh, such as girls' education, uh, with the Taliban. We have been consistent with that. We have been very clear of that.
1: That is an incredibly bad answer. You know why this is the answer? Here's the problem. Here's the problem where a lot of things break down in a lot of this conversation. The reason that we don't speak out very strongly about this anymore the reason that we are worried about trans people in sports here, but we're not concerned about trans people being murdered or gay people being murdered or people being murdered for lots of different things in Afghanistan or other places, is because the greater sin coming from the the far, far left, and I realize this may not be you, even if you consider yourself on the left, but you need to know this is where the money is, this is where the pressure is. The greater sin is any sort of thing that might be considered colonialism, meaning that we are inflicting our moral values, our Judeo-Christian ethics on another culture. That if that culture says it's okay for uh, gay people to be murdered or for trans people to be murdered or for girls not to go to school, who are we to say that they are wrong about that? See, because if we do that, then what we are doing is we are essentially colonizing them and this is the problem. This is the problem that the White House has is that they are so beholden for whatever reason to this this far-left uh, agenda, which all of this is a part of it. And maybe they're a part of it, right? It's just hard to see Joe Biden as this. Maybe he doesn't know. Maybe he's 40 percent of the time on vacation because he's always on vacation. But whatever the reason is, you have to know that it's not – so obscure that we can't know. The reason is, is we don't speak out about it over there because if we do, we are saying that somehow we got this right and you don't. And that is a tremendous sin in the view of the world today, that somehow we might have some kind of moral authority over another culture. And maybe we're losing our moral authority because we are so more and more immoral ourselves. And that might be one of the other reasons we feel like we can't speak out. But it's important that we don't let this go by, that we don't show that in this country we are so extreme on one side that we are punishing women who don't want to dress in front of a man in the locker room uh, to push the trans agenda. And at the same time, other countries who would murder those people who don't even want girls to get educated, we can't even put together a coherent statement about it that is a much deeper problem and we have to uproot all of that what concerns me about a lot of the the stuff that's going to happen this year i mean everything's going to be about donald trump and the trials and if joe biden gets impeached if that goes along that way then it's going to be about that and we're going to talk about a whole lot of stuff that isn't the underlying philosophies that are creating a lot of damage in our country. i got to take a break. The number is 888-528-2557. One of the things we're going to talk about today is, uh, just to have a little bit of fun, is uh, where's the weirdest place you've taken a nap? And we're thinking about it around here because it was uh, – um, in and out day, and ice cream day around here. And so, you know, about four o'clock, it's, uh, you know, where would you take a nap if you could? I can't on the air because I'll have to be back. You can follow Pastor Scott Show at Pastor Scott Show uh, on Instagram and uh, Twitter or X. We'll be back as the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned.
2: You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at scott at kkla.com. Or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. In a minute, I'm going to ask you about the weirdest place you've ever taken a nap just for fun. We'll get to that here in a few minutes. But I want to get to some calls. You know, one of the questions that I am pondering in concerns that I've got is how weird 24 is 2024 is going to be in our country with uh, all the uh, trials related to President Trump. Assuming that they happen, I could see where they don't. They could just get there's so many pieces to those things. And I listen to different you know, people from different perspectives. Some people think it's going to be years. Some people think it's going to uh, be this month. There was one guy who uh, a week ago, he said two of them are this year and uh, the other two won't get two for months. Now he says none of them are going to be done next year. I don't know. Nobody knows. There's an awful lot of politics. There's an awful lot of stuff one way or the other. But the thing is, is that all of that conversation, and if we get to a place where we're impeaching President Biden, which, you know, maybe that will be necessary if certain things come out. Maybe it won't be necessary, and it'll just be, uh, you know, the House will vote, Senate votes to keep him in, and it's just, you know, an exercise that doesn't go anywhere. Uh, Whatever it is, got big issues in the world, and I feel like we've got a situation where our leaders can't speak directly to the issues here or around the world. And that is a big problem. 888-528-2557. David in Culver City, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
7: Uh, you know, Pastor Scott, I respect you, and I don't want to antagonize you, but your analysis of that press conference is such a tortured and torturedly wrong analysis.
1: Why do you I think mean, so?
7: I, don't, I, I didn't listen to that and draw any conclusion that she wasn't sure she didn't think women aren't fully entitled to an education. I got the impression there may be a lot of diplomatic issues that you have to be careful of because if they say certain things, it may require us to take certain actions. So I think your criticism of you never miss a chance to criticize Biden, and you always gloss over everything related to Trump. It's atrocious.
1: Well, I'm it's sorry that you feel that way, but, but I think that no, every president... Hold on, David. I think every president... Republican or Democrat, would have answered those questions firmly about education in Afghanistan. I, and so what I'm getting at is why is you it so hard for are, them to di- do that? And You, you are
7: distorting Biden's record. Biden, obviously, is in favor of education. Of course he, women. he is. Well, that's He's my point, president. though. No, I agree with
1: you. So, he is. So wait. why can't he say it?
7: He's been, I, I have no idea, but I didn't interpret her as waffling on the idea that women should be fully educated. Look at evangelical Christianity. You've got John MacArthur telling women that are abused they have to go back to their husbands.
1: It's, well, I don't, have- I don't want to get into that, what might be happening there. I think you have some incident that you know about, and I don't know anything about that. But I'm not saying that they don't have the position. I think they do have the position. I think that what they think is the same thing that everybody else thinks, is the women ought to be educated. What I'm getting at is why is there so much... And it isn't just President Biden. It's a lot of people speaking on this. Why is there so much apprehension just to say things clearly, even on the trans issue, David, that I was going through, where they're talking about there's so many different perspectives. Really, there's not on the women and trans women in sports. There's really not. Why is it so complicated? And and I think it's because they are beholden to something else. Uh, and it's fear, I think, fear of the base. I feel like on the, the Trump thing that the presidential candidates ought to be able to speak more directly to the things that Trump is accused of, whether they agree with it or not. Some of it is you can be against the charges and say that the charges are politically motivated if you want to, but at the same time, you can also say, but I don't like the behavior. You know, why is it so hard to do that? I don't think it's hard to do that. The behaviors, you know, in certain things, especially the Florida stuff, if you read that, the behavior is bad. Do I think that should be, things should be charged there? I'm not too sure. Uh, but it is, there is something that is preventing us as a nation from speaking directly about things. And I think it's fear of whatever it is our base is on different things. Robert and Glendale, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
8: Hi, uh, good afternoon, Pastor Scott. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking at the, uh, the, the big worldwide picture on this, um, with the control of the worldwide trade agreements, uh, it used to be called the free trade agreements. There's nothing free about it. Um, uh, we really have to be looking at the, uh, you know, control of the economy. Those trade agreements around the world are like the TPP, the TPPI, the AI. Do you think
1: those are contributing to our inability to speak on things today?
8: Well, um, that's going to be part of it because we need a strong leader that, or lead, world leaders to work together. For, um, uh, otherwise, there's going to be a world de-escalation of uh, problems, uh, say, uh, control of the food sources, which is this major four major world food sources uh, equidistant from the equator on the uh, Western Hemisphere and the Eastern Hemisphere. So we've already seen what happened to Australia and Ukraine.
1: Um, um, I don't know enough about that really to uh, to speak to it, Robert. But I, you know, I think no, that uh, there might be. And thanks for calling the Pastor Scott show. I think that there might be. Even David suggested this. There's international. There's other things going on that might be preventing us from saying it. But I think that that's new. You know, I I think that in the past thirty years ago. Any president, Republican or Democrat, would be speaking out against China and how they're treating the Uyghurs, which is a group of people, Muslim people, who are literally in concentration camps in Western China, and the abuse of those people. That would have been part of the negotiation, right? That would have been, that would have been a standard American statement, just straight up, this is wrong, what you 're doing there is wrong, there would be sanctions, or there would be something at least in the conversation. Maybe behind the scenes there 's you know not stuff going on because that that happens, but this is something that 's changed that I think when it comes to some very clear moral things, we say things, and this was the point of the uh, press conference with Corinne Jean Pierre. Those are easy ones in my opinion. I know there 's a lot of controversy with the trans stuff, but the The issue with the Taliban is straightforward. The issue with the trans stuff in my mind is straightforward. There's not a lot of stuff. Anyway, this is an area where I think when we get into it, what's happening, to spiritualize it a bit here, is that when you reject God, eventually, as Romans tells us, we are given over. To the things that are on our hearts and eventually are given over to confusion, right? It's as soon as you can't tell right from wrong, as soon as you can't tell what's upside down or what's right side up, as soon as you are unable to articulate uh, something that's about a clear evil, there's a problem. And maybe it is a problem in our our country. Maybe we're in a place where um, we have lost the moral authority to speak out even on things that are obvious. Well, anyway, this is something to pray about. And as we think about the other politics, you know, I would encourage you to try to keep focused on the things that are not just national, but things that are local. If everything in the national election is crazy, the local stuff matters a lot. The people that you're going to vote to locally, they have a lot to say about a lot of stuff coming up, including, you know, the uh, whether or not you're going to wear a mask here pretty soon.
5: They really should wear the mask
1: or whether or not there's going to be mandates for the the new vaccine that's coming out. I guess that, uh, you know, it is such a uh, I don't know that there's the political will for the mandates this time around. I don't know. And election, of course, coming up, that affects people. But I don't know that there's the political will from uh, the governor or from anybody who is local to mandate things, I think that there's a political will to say, "Hey, we recommend." Uh, but the vaccine mandates, which are still in effect in certain places, by the way, you know, those things, those need to go away. People aren't even doing it. I think that uh, this is something that I'm just curious about, and if it's mandated, I'm I'm real curious as to why. Anyway whole lot of things to pray about. You know, I'm going to I'm going to change the subject here though as we go on uh to finish out the show here because I think that this is kind of fun. We had uh the the building that we're in, the the uh landlords whoever they are, they uh, provided everybody in the building with free In-N-Out today. And uh it was fantastic, of course what it is, and also free ice cream. And so we're all a little tired. And I thought, you know, and there was a time when uh, In-N-Out followed by a bunch of ice cream is followed by a good nap. Where's the weirdest place you 've ever taken a nap like do you take naps? Is this a thing for you? Is this a a part of your your daily routine or weekly routine? I like naps i don 't get to take them It just doesn 't work with the schedule anymore. I get one on the weekend a lot of the time, uh depending on what we do but where have we maybe you taken a nap that is the weirdest place? 888-528-2557. I've taken a pl- nap in a weird place before, many times on purpose. And uh, when we come back in a minute, I'll tell you. Wilbert, do you ever take a nap in a weird place? Yeah, so I used to work overnights here. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I was too tired to drive in the morning. Right. Uh, so we have a lobby here at the station, and uh, Suzanne, Denise out there listening, uh, I once took a nap out there. You did just out in the lobby? Yeah, we have little couches right there. Was there anybody here drive, or I... you just had the whole room to yourself? Middle of the night. What was that? Is there anybody sitting at that desk in the middle of the night? Or you no, it was a there? Saturday morning. Uh no one's here. Couches are comfy if you're ever wondering. Ah, huh, all right. Well, you know what? I don't I don't know that I could get away with that. You know, like sorry are... Rodney if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wil- Wilbert is no longer with us uh, after that story. All right, where's the weirdest place you've taken a nap? 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I'll tell you my place as the Pastor Scott Show continues. You can watch us at kkla.com. Check us out. See you in a minute.
2: You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at scott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show, 888 528 Where's the weirdest place you've ever taken a nap? And I'm asking that because uh, we all had In-N-Out earlier today, followed by a bunch of ice cream. And it wasn't just ice cream. It was like one of those ice cream bars where you've got all the toppings and all the stuff. And, and uh, we all ate that, and we all thought, you know, if we didn't have a show to do, we'd take a nap. And then it inspired me. I thought, you know what? I think people take naps and try to do them in, in weird places, right? Where's the weirdest place you've, you've taken a nap? 888-528-2557. Renee in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Renee, Hello. are you with
3: us? yeah, yeah, I am with you uh back uh from nineteen eighty eight to uh nineteen ninety two I was in the u s Navy as a youngster, started at nineteen years old, and uh we would have watches, we'd have a full work day, and then next thing you know, at twelve o'clock at night, hey, you got the next watch, so we're, I would have to do, go throughout the ship and check things, and ultimately, I slept in the gas turbine engine room, our propulsion room for our propeller of our ship on top of gas turbine engines, loud as could be with earplugs in my ears and
1: take a nap if I finish my uh, watch early. So were you allowed to do that or did you have to sneak?
3: Well, (laughs) get the work done and then do what you got to do. If, you know, didn't want to be unsafe and fall asleep anywhere else.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess you uh, sleep by the propellers on the uh, the engines there. Uh, Did the noise make it easy to sleep? Like, did you sleep well with that? A full day of work made it easy to
3: sleep, yeah, I'll bet. and then you're, you're you're awake at midnight working from twelve at midnight till four in the morning. sometimes you'd get woken up at four in the morning and work till eight in the morning after already working a full day shift. you know it just it was uh seven twenty four when you were out to sea
1: yeah, yeah, all right, well, thank you for your service uh definitely okay. a great place to take a nap where have you what's the weirdest place you've taken a nap eight 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 five two eight two five five seven Uh, I was wondering about that with the noise that he was talking about. Because one time I was taking a flight across the country and I missed the connecting one. It wasn't my fault. They needed to get somebody off the plane, right? They paid a guy $700 in cash to get off the plane so I could get on back when they used to do that. I don't know if they do that anymore. The seat he gave up was in the very back. The seat did not recline and it was against the walls like an MD-80. So it's one of those with the engines that were on the back. And I was sitting against the wall with a very large man next to me. Guy got 700 bucks to leave that seat. And the wall curved, so you couldn't even sit up straight. It was a crazy seat. But I got to tell you what, I took a nap in that seat on that flight, one of the best sleeps I've had in my life. And it was so loud, and you could hear the engine you know, vibrating the uh, aircraft uh, right out there. Uh, anyway, that's not the nap story I'm going to tell you. I, I've got a place where I can take a great nap, 888-528-2557, Louise. In Chino, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
5: Hi, Scott. How are you?
1: I'm good, Louise. How are you?
5: I'm good, thank
1: you. All right. Where do you like, where's the weirdest Uh, place you've taken a nap?
5: Well, I had just given birth to my first child, and I was exhausted. I had gone back to work, and I was very tired. So fully clothed, I sat on the toilet seat and took a little nap on the bathroom stall wall.
1: Oh, and where was this?
5: A, I can't tell you. They might fire me. Oh,
1: okay, yeah, yeah. we won't say, but uh, some place where you should not have been taking a nap.
5: <laughs> That's right.
1: Was it a good sleep, though? Uh, yeah,
5: uh, yes. After yeah. you have a child, it's the best sleep ever.
1: Oh, I know. I know what you mean. I had a nap one time where was after we had a kid. I was up all night, and I was delusional, and I pulled off the side of the road and just parked in some parking lot near a beach. And uh, I don't even know where I was. I was so tired. I had a great nap there. It was amazing. Uh, Sleeping in the car, I can do that.
5: I wish I could have been by the beach, but I had to take what I could get. Yeah,
1: well, it is different. Uh, The beach bathroom stall, I guess that depends on what beach you go to. All right, uh Louise, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott show. What's the weirdest where's the weirdest place you've taken a nap? 888-528-2557. I think naps are important. They say they're they're healthy for you. I used to be able to take a power nap like 20 minutes, bam. And uh I would do that in the car, or I would do that somewhere. One of my favorite Seinfeld episodes is the one where George has a bed built for him underneath his desk when he used to work at uh, Yankee Stadium. You ever watch that program? And uh, that was part of george 's you know character, kind of lazy and and uh that's what he did. He had a, in a bed underneath his desk uh weirdest place you've ever taken a nap i 'll tell you where uh i've i've taken a nap a few times and I got very good at it. I can fall asleep very quickly uh that's never been a problem for me. well, maybe a while you know, a while ago maybe it was a problem, but I can go to sleep right away it's it's if I wake up during the night or something then i've got a problem right. 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. Weirdest place you've ever taken a nap. So, you know, when I, uh, now as a, as a parent, if we go to a theme park, you know, I'm thinking about naps because I'm dying at some point during the day. My parents, whenever we used to go to Disneyland growing up, they used to actually have seats that were on the drawbridge of the castle And they're gone now. They took them out these benches for some reason. My parents would spend the entire day there, and we would go check in with them once in a while just to make sure we weren't dead. And uh, we were amazed. I remember my sister and I being amazed that my parents were just sitting there all day. Now that I'm probably what my parents' age were back then and my kids are the same age, I totally get it why you would sit there all day. I've learned, and I'm not much of a Disney fan right now because of some of the other things that they're doing, but uh, whenever I've been there, I've learned that I can take a nap on It's a Small World. And I'll just wait, and I'll get the back row of that boat. That's a 15-minute ride. And I can be asleep before that boat enters the building. If you've never been on it, you get into this boat, and uh, it floats around, goes around a corner, and then you go in the building where all the show is and everything, and then you come out the other side in the water. And um, most of the ride is in the building. It's air-conditioned. It's fantastic. And I can actually sleep on that boat and get to sleep before it goes in the building. That's uh, That's my favorite nap right there. And uh, it's especially good if you're sitting next to somebody or you snore. The, the trouble is with taking a nap on It's a Small World is uh, the nightmares of that song and the, the weird things that you dream about for that 11 minutes. But uh, it's a good nap. I'll tell you what, it has saved me some time, uh, saved uh, me probably some bad attitudes uh, as a dad at uh, the Magic Kingdom. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Elizabeth and Commerce, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello. Hi. Weirdest place you've uh, yes. taken a nap?
5: Um, in the movie theater.
1: Now, were you watching a movie or uh, you snuck in one while it was uh, dark and took a nap?
5: Watching a movie.
1: Oh. Uh huh, <laughs> yeah. What was the movie you missed?
5: Um, haunted Mansion.
1: The, the recent one? The Haunted Mansion, yeah. So you paid uh $15 to uh, go take a nap in the theater. Yes. So that's not it a ringing, ringing endorsement of that movie.
5: <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> but was it worth it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, see.
5: And I and before I did, I mean, a long time ago, when one of my kids was little, we took her to see the Annie movie, and both me, her dad, and myself fell, fell asleep while we were watching the movie with her.
1: Uh huh.
5: <laughs> so. She was about six or Yeah, seven. well, you know, I
1: can see taking a uh, a nap in the movie. Uh, maybe that's what some of the... Yeah. Yeah, all right, but then you can't participate in the conversation afterward. How was the movie? Good. All right, all right. Well, Elizabeth, thank you for that. I'll bet that there's a lot of people who've taken a nap in a movie theater, maybe uh, because the movie was bad, or maybe they're just tired. Do you write that in the review? Do you go on like uh, to IMDb and go, uh, yep, took a nap during this one? That's how good this movie was right there. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. What's the weirdest place you've ever taken a nap? You know, uh, Jesus took naps in the Bible. Do you know that? He took naps. He took naps in the middle of storms. Can you do that? There's this uh, crazy storm going to happen in uh, Florida tomorrow. Hopefully, uh, those of us in Southern California don't feel like we have advice to give now that we've been through a hurricane, Um, but now that we're all experts on all of that, uh, Jesus took naps, and uh, he felt like that was a good use of his time. I think the nap is a a very good use of his time. Uh, David took a nap in the Bible. There's lots of uh, the idea uh, of taking a nap and getting some rest. Even God rested, right, on the seventh day, so... There is biblical evidence for why uh, you know taking a little nap is a good thing to do. Uh, Where's the weirdest place that you have taken a nap? We got a couple of minutes left here. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. I got a couple calls here. I'll wait for you to get online there, but uh, it matters. I learned to take uh, that uh, power nap, and uh, I also learned that it's a there's a difference. A twenty minute nap is fantastic. But if I take like a fifty minute nap that's bad. You know, then I wake up grumpy. And I wish I hadn't actually gone uh so far as to uh to take that nap. There's probably some kind of science about what's a good nap and what is not, uh, where those things go. Um eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. let me see if I can I'm gonna grab this one here. Hi, you're on the Pastor Scott show. What's the weirdest place to take a nap?
5: Well, I was on a road trip, and uh, with my family, it was my turn to drive,
1: Uh-huh.
5: and after my husband was driving 10, 10 hours, I ended up taking over. Uh-huh. I could only drive three hours, so I had to pull over. I didn't realize where I pulled over, but in the morning when we woke up, I looked on the right and left, and we had people walking beside us, and I was parked right in front of an like a ATM.
1: Right in front of an That's ATM something? somewhere?
5: But- an
1: uh, a.m. p.m. Yeah. oh an A.M.P.M. p.m. yeah
5: like a like an arco yeah and as we're everyone waking up i mean you have people walking from both sides looking into our vehicle
1: yeah and we're
5: taking that's we're all pretty taking a nap. that's
1: pretty funny i'm almost out of time i'm going to go to one more call here thanks for calling uh linnea in ontario is it linnea yes linnea. All,
5: right. Mm-hmm. all
1: right 10 seconds
5: okay, yeah I used to work I work for a tire manufacturer, and we found one of our employees asleep in a giant tire
1: in the tire right Were they still an employee Isn't after that
4: I, <laughs> I don't remember it was a really long time ago. <laughs>
1: yeah, I had to let somebody go once in a uh, in a preschool I was operating because they were taking a nap during nap time for the kids, and we had to say you 're not supposed to take a nap. the kids take a nap." <laughs> All right, Lydia. thanks for your call. This is the Pastor Scott Show. All right, I had some fun with that. We can do that maybe again on Friday. You can watch the Pastor Scott Show at KKLA.com. If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast. Wherever you get your podcast. just look for the Pastor Scott Show. And you can follow us right now on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, at Pastor Scott Show. God bless you, everybody. I will see you tomorrow from 3 to 5. Have a good night